guys, court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who doesn't look as nearly disturbing, clean-shaven as Mario does. Mr. Drew Celestino. It's haunting. It's haunting. I, 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 I shall forever rue the day you sent me that picture. Clean-shaven Mario? Oh, Jeez. Well, it's, technically, it's he's not it's just like, clean shaven. He's hairless. They yeah. took his eyebrows off and his hair. Yeah, it's like... It's horrifying. I'm not disturbed by the whole baby Mario thing, but that picture just... Unnerving. Have you ever seen photorealistic Mario? Yes. You have? Yeah. That's still not as unnerving as... Okay. Standard Mario. Oh, jeez. Just think about it. <laughs> okay. creeped out okay. all over get, again. Get, Get past it, Carl. Move past Work past it. Okay. Opening statement. Sir, here we are again. How ah. was your week? Oh, fun. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly fun. Good. Yeah. Um, big, big ticket items. Uh, Friday, we went to the uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, World of the Worlds show in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And it was a good time. Our lovely neighbors to the north. Yeah, man. Um Card was, you know, a little weird. This is some one of the softer efforts that NJPW yeah. has put uh, forward in a while. And I say that, and it sounds weird. It's like, it, you know, we did get uh, all of LIJ. So Naito, Evil Ensenada, Bushi, and, of course, Hiromu Takahashi and Daryl Jr. So that alone is pretty good. And uh, we also got... Um, God, I'm forgetting. Well, the Young Bucks, obviously, but they're also ROH, so, you know, whatever. Cody, but he's also ROH, so, you know, whatever. Hangman Page, he's also kind of ROH, so whatever. Um, so it was a little light on the pure NJPW talent. At least I thought so anyway. Um, but still a very fun show. Um, the Young Bucks had match of the night against the Super Smash Brothers, who are a kind of old school, I don't want to say old school, but... They they had a moment in the early 2000s as being, you know, a a, a, a team to be reckoned with. And uh, they, they had a great match with the Young Bucks. So it was okay. excellent. Probably the highlight of the evening. Um, Do they come out dressed as Nintendo characters? Not exactly, although there is Player Uno and then his partner. It used to be Player Uno, Player Dose, but I think Player Dose changed his name at some point. So I don't even know their names now, but one of them was still Player Uno. Okay. But great match. Uh, Jushin Liger was there as well, always. The guy is undying. He's 50-something years old, and he's still the man. Yep. And I've seen Jushin Liger three or four times in the last three years, which if you would have like said that to me five years ago, I'd have been like, you're lying. That's impossible. Like That can't be. He's old. He must be retired, be retired by now. No, no. <laughs> he's not retired, and he gets around. <laughs> so good on Jushin Liger. Um, but... You know, in years past, they'd send out Nakamura. They'd se- they'd send out uh, Tanahashi. Like you know, they they had yeah. the big names out back in the day. Uh, Will Ospreay. Last time I was there, and like this time, yeah, you know, Lij. Hey, dude, Lij is is awesome. But like that's kind of all they sent. <laughs> so maybe they had other commitments, or maybe the guys are resting up. Kenny didn't come this time. Was uh, this was this one of the shows where he didn't know the card when he purchased the tickets? Nope. No clue. Had you known the card, would you have purchased tickets? Yes. Yes. Okay. Especially, uh, let me think. 
when I bought those tickets, did I know that uh, my time as a uh, childless person would be? Yes. So I knew I knew the clock was ticking, so I bought the tickets. Okay. <laughs> Life is short. Buy the tickets. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that was a good time on Friday. Um. Our good friend, Mr. Alan Waiters, uh, uh, nearly didn't make it. Yeah. What was this thing about a hot dog? He. Uh, Apparently consumed some tainted hot dog goods from the Ted Reeve arena. Okay, and um, proceeded to gurgle vomit on uh, in the in the van on the way home. Fortunately, oh. fortunately into a bag. But oh. but the sounds, Carl. Oh, the sounds haunt. <laughs> That's not cool. I, I won't be able to unhear those sounds. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sorry, Alan. Alan's okay. I don't mean to laugh at your suffering, but we can oh. laugh now. But in the moment, it was it was kind of scary. So he's okay. Alan's right. still with us in Alan form. So he'll fly. He's pilot. Yes, Alan's okay. But um, yeah, that was cool. Um, Saturday, I spent uh, most of the day constructing uh, a wall down in my basement. We are moving along on the project. Uh, uh, Cobra Island Studios three two point five whatever we're calling this. No, remember we had this discussion. Did we it's three? It's it is three. If you're reconfiguring the room we're in now yeah. to be legit, like more straight up studio, that would be Cobra Island Studios two point five. Oh yeah, right no, now it's, this it's is a whole Cobra new room. Island Studios two. Yes, no, it's a whole new thing down there. Yeah. Okay, so three then. Yes. Um, got one wall up and worked out some logistics with the pops on how to do the rest. So I've got a plethora of lumber downstairs, and I'll be doing some of that this week uh, in my evenings, and probably most of Saturday as well, because I'm on the clock here, and I have to get these things done. Yes. So sorry to everyone who wants to do things with me on Saturdays for a while. I'm kind of in a bind. Not a bind, but there are pressing You're matters. Booked. I'm kind of booked. I'm kind Unlike Flip Gordon, I'm booked. Uh, so I... The, I don't know. The Flip cool Gordon is. The cool kids will get that one. Uh, cool speaking kids. of Flip Gordon, um, well, hang on. Before we get to Flip Gordon, Saturday evening, you can't um, get to Flip Gordon until you explain to me what Flip Gordon is. I, and all will be revealed momentarily. But you know what Flip Gordon is not? What? Booked. Okay. Okay. So, Saturday evening, we christened our, uh, our new little fire pit. Yes. Um, here's the thing when you have an iron. Fire pit, you know, yes. iron, steel, whatever it's yeah. made of. Mm-hmm. You really can't put that on grass. No, not safe. God, no. Not safe. No, no. So we did it in the driveway. Now, that's fine because patio, concrete, yeah. dry, that's all good stuff. The problem with that, unfortunately, is my driveway is kind of narrow and my neighbor has two trees that kind of jut over that fence. Uh, there were no incidents, yeah. but it was a learning, Keep an eye it was on a learning it. lesson. Like, hmm, okay. Like how close are the branches to like? Oh, not they're not like imminently hanging over my driveway or anything, but they're close enough where embers could drift up into the air and yeah. potentially. I mean, not so much this time of year because there's still so much moisture. Yeah. Thing, so, but so I got to figure out a little solution to this problem. Get um, I might I might build a little enclosure out there. Maybe. No, no, all you gotta do. I mean, the enclosures are cool. That's definitely like you know could be a down the road project. Those sure, are always fun. But in the meantime, just like quick cheap fix. Uh, go to like Home Depot or Lowe's, get uh, eight bricks and a couple of pieces of square plywood mm-hmm. and just put the 
put the the plywood on top of the bricks so it's mm-hmm. lifting it up off the ground a bit and then put the fire pit on the plywood fire pit on wood it you throw you can either there's one or two ways to do it you throw some water on there and that'll kind of extend the life of it sure or it just like it's not going to catch on blazing fire we okay. can do it at our house okay like it'll like the heat will eventually wear down the wood and it'll just kind of start to disintegrate but that's like after x number of fires that's not going to happen in the night of okay and it's like a like, what like a two by four yeah piece nothing of plywood. Big. it's not it's gonna cost you what five four i bucks? was thinking about just putting it on some uh some bricks some big uh patio stones that i have some pavers that I you can do that, but then the heat's still going to dry out the grass very quickly Underneath. and yeah. could ignite it. Good point. Good point. All right, I'll I'll see what I can do here. I'll figure something. You, then you have I'm a smart. cool ring of fire, a la Johnny Cash, mm. moving out from the fire pit until it hits moisture in the grass again. That just dissipates very quickly. Hmm. But nice thing about it is grass is very resilient and grows back very quickly. It does. It certainly does. In the three months that we can grow grass in this in this godforsaken town. Anyway, so that was my Saturday evening. It was pretty cool. Had some. Uh, my friend Colin came over. Jason came over, um, and uh, had some had some beers. Spun some records later on in the evening. Just a, a cool time. Huey, by the way, likes to get dangerously close to the fire pit. And you've seen Huey. Yep. He's a cotton ball. Yep. I, I was getting very frustrated trying to keep him away because mm-hmm. it won't take much to ignite nope. him. <laughs> ready to kill him <laughs> look like johnny blaze right oh around the back god i mean i know he's a pain but you know i don't wish ill will upon him no. <laughs> especially in you know at least not until the baby comes and he wakes the baby well then that's a whole different animal we'll get to that when that that time comes uh so anyway saturday sunday um pretty well mother's day right yep so uh we had brunch over here um jen's mom came over um her sister-in-law came over my mother has bronchitis she stayed home you can keep your bronchitis over there. We yeah. don't we don't need that over here. Especially with pregnant wife chat. Exactly. So um little brunch. Um went to see Jen's grandmother. Um went to Wegmans, got some groceries and and the whatnot for the week, um, and got myself situated for meal prepping. And then Sunday bore some really cool news. Not for me, but for stuff I'm into. Okay. So you are aware. This is where Flip Gordon comes back around again in a minute. You do recall, maybe, maybe not, our friends Cody and the Young Bucks um, are booking an independent show in Chicago called All In. Yes. We've discussed this, of course. Uh, All In is September 1st in Chicago. I cannot go. Um, I have imminent dad duties to attend to, so I will hold this over my child for the rest of his life. So they did a press conference uh, on Sunday. Or was it Saturday? doesn't matter. Tickets went on sale Sunday is the, is the important thing here. Tickets went on sale Sunday for All In. 10,000 seats. That was the, that's the big landmark that no <coughs> company outside of WWE has done in the United States for a wrestling show in probably 30 years. Since, since WCW was, was even in existence. No independent show was done in 30 years. WCW used to do it on the regular but WCW has been dead since 2001. 10,000 seats? 10,000 seats. That doesn't sound like a lot. For wrestling, it is a benchmark number that no company outside of WWE has hit since 2001. Okay. In the United States. Okay. Okay. So, 
that was the, if you want to air quote, the bet that, yeah. that it could be done. So this has been the big gambit that they have been gunning towards, get booking talent. Um, they got a lot of names for it. So uh, they sold it out, Carl. Nice. They did it in 30 minutes. Where is this happening? Chicago. The Sears Center oh, okay. in Chicago. They pulled it off. The gambit has paid off. Nice. And they sold 10,000 tickets to an independent wrestling show. It's incredible. It's pretty awesome. And they've got Kenny Omega. They've got uh, Okada, Cody, the Bucks. Uh, Rey Mysterio will be there. Um, just, just like the who's who of independent wrestling in North America will be there. Plus Okada, like the champion. The, the the god himself, the Rainmaker, will be at this event. That's very cool of NJPW to say, we're going to give you Okada for this show. Like yeah. We believe in you guys. Here's the champ. Huge. Is there, I mean, Ray Mysterio, sorry, because he seems to be like kind of a floater Ray's nowadays. Ray does what he wants. Is there anyone from Lucha? Um, Pentagon Jr. will be there. Nice. And, and Ray Phoenix will be there as well. Nice. Yes. Um... I could probably get you a full list. You could probably find a, a full Wait, list. Waiting um, for that third season to come on Netflix. Good news, by the way. Season four starts uh, June. In nice. June. The trailer. My God, the trailer. Oh, my God. I can't watch trailer because I haven't seen any season three. Oh, my God. I can't wait for Lucha Underground season four. Anyway, all in. They got all these names, but uh, Flip Gordon still not booked. It's an ongoing thing on being the elite that Flip Gordon is. He wants to be booked for all in, but Cody refuses to book Flip Gordon. Okay. You got to watch Being the Elite to understand it. Okay. That's all I can really say. Okay. <laughs> He's not booked. He's not going to be there. Okay. Everyone else will be there except him. Drew, this is my stop caring 15 seconds ago face. Okay. Book flip is all I'm saying. I hate him. He's a flat earther. Correction. His character is a flat earther. He is not. He had to clarify that in some interviews recently because he, he was eating a lot of... Uh, Harsh reality on Twitter. So, good wrestler. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. He does a lot of flips. Flip Gordon. See? Okay. Not just a clever name. Okay. <laughs> all righty then. So, that really sums up uh, the week, as it were. Cool. Yeah. What's up? My week, not nearly as eventful uh saturday well i'm jet setting now while i can so you know yeah, well yeah no, before, that's, before that's, this yeah, show yeah. grinds to mm-hmm. a halt of both of us just going like how was your week yeah, yeah baby baby yeah <laughs> um <laughs> look forward to that in september folks <laughs> no, you, you, <laughs> so yeah. look into the future we'll still have stuff um friday was the quarterly uh big game night at my church so i went there um uh, it's fun Play Did you introduce stuff. them to new games, or was it more just kind of a free-for-all? I introduced them to some new games that I had played before. Um, played Azul, played um, uh, Photosynthesis, got some, some Lucha Wrestling Dice in. Um, so yeah, it's a good time. Uh, got to play a little X-Wing with a friend of the show, Adam. How'd you do? Oh, Adam is out of practice, so okay. it was not. It's a confidence booster for you. Sure. <laughs> I don't... Adam was getting a little frustrated, and I 
don't have fun if if it's like a tournament and the opponent's getting frustrated and okay fine that's that's how it goes but like if it's just a casual match if you're not having fun i'm not having fun um it was funny because like we used to play each other a lot and in this one game we played uh friday night there were moments of he remembered why he loves x-wing and why he hates x-wing at the same time so it was, uh, it was pretty cool. It was a good time. Uh, Saturday, uh, Julie had a hair appointment. She got a she got a haircut, new haircut. Uh, looks really great. And so I was running around with the uh, with the boy doing some some errands and whatnot. Went and picked up my comics. Um, trying to think what else. Saturday. I want to say something else happened Saturday, but I can't remember. Okay. Anyway, um, Sunday, again, was Mother's Day, so we went to my mother's. We went to Julie's mother's, stopped off, dropped off presents, spent some time, and then just kind of spent the day with Julie, like doing whatever she wanted, going wherever she wanted, things like that. So it was a it's a good day. And, then, you know, Monday, Tuesday, fine, normal. All right. Normal days. Well, that's cool. Yeah. My weeks are are kind of boring, but not well, boring in a bad way. Well, I'm looking forward to all that, <laughs> and by 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 looking forward to it, I mean I am not looking forward to it at all. <laughs> sometimes this is going to sound weird. Sometimes it's a relief to be too tired to really do anything. If I got things so, done, someti- yeah. Sometimes it's a relief that your body is kind of forcing you to stop mm, it's not my nature but okay. like like you had told us about the fire on saturday night yeah and i wanted to come out baby not allowing gotcha so that's fair that's yeah. fair so dear listener if you'd like to tell us about your week or send the same questions you can do so at the following locations you can find us on twitter at devils do pod you can go to facebook.com slash devils do pod you can email us at the devil's pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's Drew, that being said, opening statements are done. Time to get some, some cross examination. Our first question this week comes from old show standby, Mr. J. Gelsomino. He's back. He is back. So, Jay starts out this week. Carl and Drew, you have the choice of one of. Uh, these doctor jobs in the Marvel Universe, mm. what would you choose? This sounds familiar. I think he's asked us this before or something along the lines of this. Go on. Um, Legion's psychologist. Mm. The thing's dermatologist. This sounds familiar. See, yeah. The, the When I saw, yeah. The blob's cardiologist. Oh, God. God help him. Uh she hulks OBGYN. Not creepy. Or man things urologist. <laughs> These all sound like hopeless positions, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um what was the first one? <laughs> Legion's uh psychologist. That sounds the least like bodily problematic so i'll go with that one i'll go with the things dermatologist only because like i, I mean, mean you realize it's kind of a hopeless gig right like doc i got dry skin you're like yeah. I, I, I. 
Here's some water. Good luck with that. Yep. Here's my bill. <laughs> well, that's true. See? You could probably pay. Maximum payment for minimum work. True. If I were Legion psychologist, I'd probably put some work in to try and help him out. Or, then again, I could just, you know, heap all the blame on Professor X. Like, your dad's a jerk. Your dad's, it's all yeah. your dad's fault. Your dad's a jerk. And that'll just be our session over and over again. Yeah. But daddy probably pays the bills. Professor X probably has money. He must, right? Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's got a mansion and a danger room and a, and, a, and a jet. Yeah. yeah he's got, okay. Yeah. All right. Pay up. Yeah, pay up. Bank. Pay up, Professor. But don't forget to go back in time and accidentally kill him because Age of Apocalypse was pretty awesome. Was it, though? I enjoyed it thoroughly. Okay. That, I, was, that was the point in my, that was my I first. I enjoyed it because it wasn't permanent. It's just like, hey, we're just telling this cool story. That's kind of around the era when I checked out for a little while. When I saw that coming down the pike, I was like, I'm going to go away for a while. <laughs> then I came back later. Yeah. <laughs> it was for the best. <laughs> Drew. Hey. Remember long? Ah, uh, sigh. You win, Carl. Drew, would you rather eat Ted Reeves Arena hot dog or literally anything else ever? <laughs> I will have anything else. Thank you. All right. I, I've seen what those hot dogs could do to a man. I'm, I'm all good. <laughs> seen and heard. I, oh, the sound. Thinking of it now, aren't you? I am, actually. <laughs> I might. It's going to be like Stand By Me in a second. It's just going to be a barfarama up in here. Yeah. Uh, Carl. You've got Tim Curry in Rocky Horror Picture Show, Peter Weller in RoboCop, and Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon 3. And they have, you guessed it, a shark problem on Amity Island post-Jaws of Revenge. How does this play out? Um, I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. So I'm going to say... I just see like Joe Pesci's character. I just see Leo gets kind of like fumbling RoboCop's gun into the water. Yeah. RoboCop just like stern looking at him. Okay. And then, I mean, RoboCop just maybe just needs to fall on the shark and sink and drown the shark. I know it sounds weird, but if he can pin him down on the bottom, if sharks stop moving, they die. Yeah, could do that. He's also got that spike. He could just start like yeah, punching him in the just, throat. Oh yeah, the 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 data spike. Yeah, throat punch. <laughs> the most deadly flash drive ever. Um, yeah, it's probably a good thing that you know technology evolved past the data spike in real life. Yeah, thumb drives pretty safe. Data spike. I've seen what that could do to a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll try to jugular pretty quick. Yep, yep. Either that or just like Robo just. Unloads a couple clips in the shark, and that's it. Didn't they effectively show that Jaws didn't really care about gunfire in those movies? Well, okay, yeah, they did, but you've got a single-shot rifle from World War II. Versus the Auto 9. Versus RoboCop's hand cannon. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's assuming that Joe Pesci doesn't fumble it into the water. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's fair. So, all right. Uh, Drew, or Drew, Jay, yeah. thank you very much for your questions. Oh, you're welcome. Um, we have a follow-up question from last week uh, from Mr. Brendan Budnick, All right. our, our young listener. He, it's just for you. Oh, no. Uh, Steering the youth wrong. Drew, hey. how long has it been since you and Jay went to Long Beach? Oh, look at that. <laughs> 
I so backdoored it in there. I have phrasing. I while you're looking that up, I have a quandary here, Drew. Do you know? Do I just put a stop to this right now and say no one else can ask this question, or do I just let everyone else but Jay ask the question? (laughs) I I just work here, man. You do what you want to do. I don't know. We'll we'll kind of see how this plays out. I mean, Jay's under the same restrictions. If he sends in the question again or any form of the question, he's grounded from the show. Um, I don't know about other listeners, though. We'll have to to take a look as you're looking that up. 49 days. 49 days. And, and every day, my heart gets a little smaller <laughs> as we get away. I'm not going to lie, dude. That show spoiled the crap out of us. Like, I'm I'm turning my nose up at this ROH NJPW show, even though it was, it was perfectly yeah. fine. But compared to what I've seen, I've seen things, Carl. <laughs> I have seen some things, and it's hard to go back. Yeah, it's hard to go back when you've I get you. you've seen the I've seen the top of the mountain. It was glorious. Now I'm back down here, looking up. It's a good view. It's just not the great view that I had. Anyway, it's okay. Forty nine days ago, can't always be at the top of the mountain, Drew. If if you're always at the top of the mountain, you lose appreciation for the view. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm appreciating it right now. <laughs> um, I will say this. Great view, but there is a, a, a another another summit to 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 reach. Yes. Tokyo Dome. Mm. I will find a way. Mm. I will go to the dome. All right. Me and Jay. Cool. Someday. It's going to happen. Book it. <laughs> All righty. That brings to a close the cross-examination portion. Now we get to open up the case files and get into the news. And, uh, yeah, some news stories you just don't want to talk about. We have to start. Well, you got to do we the have, good and the bad we here, buddy. To, we're going to start on a, on a sad note. Uh, yesterday, as today, as this recording being Tuesday, yesterday, uh, we lost uh, Margot Kidder, uh, most famous, of course, for her role as Lois Lane in the uh, 70s Superman film with Christopher Reeve. Um, she had a very storied career, uh, Amityville Horror, um, but she was best known for Superman. Um, this one kind of... It, it, I'm not going to rank deaths, <laughs> but this one wow. is kind of a, a gut punch in the way that Carrie Fisher kind of was. Because that's like... It's, it's like an integral part of the childhood that... And she got went, again, she went... Like Carrie, she went way, way too young. Um, I know there's probably, you know, stuff going to come out about the circumstances of her passing. Um, but again, like Carrie Fisher, I don't care. Um, she's gone and it's just, it's, it's tough because we're, we're living in a, a fantastic time. Uh, we're like, we've, we commonly refer to it as the, uh, the golden age of geek. Uh, we, we've got things that we're seeing on the screen that we could never, uh, dreamed of seeing, at one point in our lives. Um, you know, we've just seen an infinity gauntlet movie. 
Uh, we we have seen, for better or worse, we've seen a Justice League movie, and we've seen, you know, things, you know, there's a lot of great stuff going on, and one can really argue that it all started with the original Superman movie. Um, I've said before, I know you don't feel the same way, and that's fine, uh, but for me, the original Superman movie is still the best comic film ever. And her, as much as Christopher Reeve's performance of Superman was defining as that for that character and how we would envision that character for the years to come, uh, Margot Kidder's performance of Lois Lane was just as defining. Um, and it, it's so much of it is like when you think about the time that film came out in. Like that performance today would be showing as like a strong female character, but that performance back then, I mean, yeah, there were some moments, this is not a perfect movie, but yeah, there were some moments where she was a damsel in distress, but even in those moments, her performance was still completely believable. And all like for me, it all comes back to the helicopter crash scene. Uh, that scene is perfect. That is an absolutely perfect scene from start to finish. Um, the the action, the way it worked, the music, um, just is is all the reasons why I not only read comics but you know watch comic book films. A lot of reason why we're we're doing this show. Um, and to lose her really really sucks. I second all of that. Um... Yeah, I guess it's it's just a super bummer that the two leads of that film are now gone. Yeah. Uh so yeah. It it sucks. But Yeah. And and you look at like her interpretation of Lois has been more cling to from different interpretations of the character, not only in live action but in animation and in comics ever since then, more than Reeves' interpretation of Superman. And, you know, if you look at, like, Superman the Animated Series, Lois in the series, voiced by Dana Delaney, if you look at how the character performs and how the character is written, it's pretty much Margot Kidder's Lois Lane. Mm. Um, so a lot of the live-action Lois Lanes, it's kind of like a, an even split for me. Um, I think, ironically enough, the the television Lois Lanes got it closer to the mark than the film Lois Lanes have. I think uh, Terry Hatcher and Lois and Clark sure um, did a good Lois Lane. Um, Erica Durant's in Smallville for what Smallville was did a fantastic Lois Lane. But in the films, like you know, Kate Bosworth kind of for me kind of missed the mark in Superman Returns. Couldn't tell you a thing about her. Amy Adams seems a little... She's tacked on because Zack Snyder doesn't care about her. Yeah, she has moments, but uh, still still not quite hitting that mark. No, they all lack the strength that Margot Kidder had. Margot Margot Kidder commanded as much of the scene as Chris Reeve did. Yeah. Like, that's the best way you could say it. She was a strong character in her own right in those films, and that's a high bar to achieve. So others have kind of had to try to live up to that. And I think you're right. The TV ones um, definitely seem to have carried that torch forward more than the movie ones have 
up to up till now. So. So yeah. So that's unfortunate. Tis. Uh, moving on to uh, lighter fare. Drew was announced uh, yesterday. Uh, we've discussed the forthcoming DC streaming service on the show before. Yeah. And it was announced yesterday another show that's going to be on the service. They're getting a live action Doom Patrol. Now, I'm the target market for something like that. Well, you are and you might not be because we don't know if it's going to be Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. Uh, They promised it would be weird. So that tells me that they have to embrace some of the Morrisonian uh, vibes. So... And the Gerard Way vibes in the current run, which unfortunately Gerard Way said uh, is coming to a close soon-ish, which is a bummer because he's done a great job with it. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm listening to you with your Doom yeah. Patrol announcement. How my question is, how much are they going to commit to making it completely bonkers? Because Doom Patrol is very weird. I think, I mean. At first, when we hear a DC streaming service, you're like, okay, that's like, like you said, and I agree with you, it's extremely niche. It's niche within niche. Well, we've talked about this online. I don't think I brought it up on the show. I, I, you're, you're announcing a Doom Patrol series. Great. But my immediate thought is, what's it going to look like? I mean, how much money is going, yeah. going into this? And that gets to a bigger point on the DC service is like, you know, yes, they've got Warner Brothers money, so who cares? But my the thing is, this isn't a Warner Brothers streaming service. It's not like, yeah. this isn't the whole Warner Brothers back catalog. This is a DC streaming service. To me, that's really strange, because it's that's that's a very niche audience. It is. And yes, they have all the animated movies and content they can put on it, and they, they have, like, you know, probably uh, all the all the Batman movies and, and Superman and you know, all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah, sure. But that's Even still... Even going back further, they probably have like Batman 66, the old George Reeves, mm, Superman. I wonder what the rights would be there. But yeah, maybe. Maybe. But even that is like, this is niche stuff. I mean, yes, we all love it now and we're yeah. in a little golden age, but but who's going to plunk down... Who's opening up the... How many people, rather, are opening up their wallet and saying, I need that every month. I'm, here's my money. Yeah. Give me more. That's all I'm asking. Like... I don't know what CBS numbers did for for their streaming service. I have no idea. We could probably look it up. I, I don't know. But like they have all their CBS network programming from however long they've been in existence yeah. um, to bank to bank on. And again, that's CBS, big company, lots of media. This is a DC thing. This is it's like this little group thing. I don't know how many subs they're hoping to get, but you can't do these live action shows that they're announcing on the cheap because if you, they're just you're going to turn people off right away if the first glimpses we get look terrible, like like we saw, uh, in was it Titans? Those Titans stills with Starfi- Starfire and 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 Beast Boy and all that. People saw those stills and were like, "What the hell is this?" See, and I didn't get that because those stills were not. Production souls. They no, were like but it, they were like on set, no visual effects being sure, added in. But it was so a first I'm impression like, that scared people. And that's fine. I you know, first impressions can do that. I'm I'm kind of coming around on this service only because I like where they're going with the content they've announced. Only because they're not 
kind of steering into their obviously big money makers. You know, you would think a service like this, they would announce like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and they're not. They're it's like Titans. They're doing Young Justice, which already has an a crazy fan base that's already there and ready to go. So they're going to be signing up day one. Um, they're like Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol. Uh, they're they're doing they're digging into the catalog. Yeah, they're doing you know stuff you wouldn't expect from this and i we've also we also have to remember like this isn't warner brothers even though yes they've got that warner brothers money but this isn't like the the movie department doing this this is like the television and animation department who have an exemplary track record um so i mean i i think your your points and your concerns are valid um the one point that i raise is like i don't think they're trying for like disney netflix numbers I think they're, they're not. The, I think they're trying to be somewhere like in between that and the WWE Network. Well, that's a big. Well, oh, that's a hell of a swing then, because WWE Network has one million subscribers. That sometimes more, sometimes less, but yeah. that's the number. That is the number. They've tried to grow that. It ain't growing. This is it. Netflix has tens of millions yeah. of subscribers. That's a big swing. That's a big no, gap to fill. I know. And even with that one million number, what's how much have they ta- how much have they said what the service is going to cost? Have they announced pricing for it? They have not announced pricing yet. Well, for this niche product, if it's anything more than ten bucks a month, they're insane. And even at ten bucks a month, these shows are not cheap to produce. So you got to pay writers, you got to pay actors, crew, directors, producers, all these people, even effects people. Yeah affects people you know to make it convincing so i mean if warner brothers is just going to throw a bunch of money at this and say hey go let's see what we can do whatever fine hey go nuts and and hopefully it's awesome but i see this i'm just i'm seeing these announcements about these shows and it's like okay cool but what's it going to look like because if if you what are your expectations here because if if you only have let's call it a million subscribers it's not that many it's not that much money once you start getting into the investment costs of all this original content. You're going to have to start cutting corners somewhere, and that's probably going to be yeah. with talent, effects, etc. And then I get worried because it's probably not going to be the best stuff out there. I I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I don't necessarily think it will play out that way. I don't think these things are necessarily getting made on the cheap. I think with things like this, like there have been no... There's no... <laughs> big name talent announced for like you know the screen portrayal of these characters so that's one place where they save whatnot here's what i think they kind of got going for it first like you mentioned earlier library and i don't i think we um i don't think we should discount that because there's a lot of stuff that can be in there not only that like you've got you know the bruce tim paul dini shows that you can put on there yeah, yeah. And all the shows that have come since then before then so they have a good size library to kind of put in there. Obviously that's not going to sell a lot of day one subscriptions because there's a lot of other places you can get that stuff unless they kind of restrict the streaming wise where you can get it. Right, right, right. Um, I think their animated films just kind of still do them, but if they want to draw attention to the service, you make them service exclusive. They're going to have to. A lot of them are on Netflix right now. Physical releases, that which too, is not, yeah. which is the, again, that's like that's rev, re, revenue you can reallocate. You don't have to spend the money to produce the physical copy. That's revenue you can reallocate to the service. 
Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, so yeah, the and also I think one thing, if they could do it, would be a big draw for the service. The CW shows, if you could do something where like the new episodes air on the service like one week early oh. or something like that. <laughs> That's a big fan base you can tap into as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, again, I don't think that, like, again, I don't think they're aiming to be Disney or Netflix. I just think they're putting together a really cool service. And, again, price-dependent, I'm, like you said, that $10 is kind of the roof. Anything over that, I'm probably not going to sign up. But um, right now, if it's, like, less than $10, I would probably sign up for it. And I'm sure we're going to see a lot. I mean, they're not going to not show any footage of these shows before the service launches. Oh no, we'll we'll get glimpses, yeah. I'm sure. But so just it's, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. I'm sh- I got concerns. These are a lot, there's a lot of number a lot of it's, numbers popped it's up on my funny mind because I saw like this. I almost I almost feel that if it was just going to be the brand DC would be more successful at something like this than Marvel. Because Marvel doesn't have the back catalog to go on. Like, sure, yeah, you right. can put the movies on there. Yeah. And that's great. What else are you going to put on there? Yeah. Well, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Yeah, we get, you know, the two seasons of that. X-Men then, the Animated Series. And then the, the have you watched the old episodes of X-Men? No, the but series? people love it. I know it hasn't aged well at once, all. Once you but... get past the intro and you actually start watching, you're like, uh, yeah, this is well, I know. this is painful to watch. I know, I know, especially since Batman was on at the same time. That's yeah, the, the oh my god, quality like, is so it's, fast. It's so <laughs> it's there's a it's, chasm between them. It's a it's a it's a night and I G H T and day. Um. So yeah, it it's Spider Man animated series. People have affinity for that one. That's worse to watch the next. Oh, one never mind. Take it back. <laughs> Once again, great intro song. Once you actually get into the content, yeah, mm. the animation quality is actually worse than the X Men because, like, the X Men is the X Men has good art, yeah, but the animation isn't great. Yeah, Spider Man has bad art and not great animation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they could they could put that old Fantastic Four show with Herbie the Robot on it. Sure. <laughs> The one everyone hates. Yeah. Yeah, you know that one. They put some of those newer Fantastic Four shows on there. Have any of them been good? Um, There was one that was decent. Okay. It had a great theme song. All right. Was that the Call the Four? Fantastic Four? Yeah. That one? I know that one. This is a great theme song. It's good. It's all right. It's that, I mean, that, that show had Daredevil and Ghost Rider in it. So. I miss those episodes. We should, we should go back into those yeah. at some point. Well, okay. Good yeah. luck, DC. I'm hey, Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol. I'm I'm listening. Yeah, I'm I'm very Titans. You're gonna have to show me. You're gonna have to show. Yeah, but okay. I, I, mean, I want to be impressed. Getting, that's that's content that's set, that's got my name on it. We're getting a, a live action Titan show with a legitimate Robin that you know from the production stills looks great. Yeah, um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to be cool. And right. yeah, Harley Quinn animated series. That's going to, as much as we are not current incarnation of Harley Quinn fans. Yeah. That's going to draw subscribers. Okay. Slap Harley Quinn on it. It gets you. 
All right, Drew. So let's uh, let's swing from one end of DC spectrum, hopeful and optimistic, to the other. Okay. We know it's we know it's garbage. And, oh, but it's a really slow news week, so we're kind of okay. This. Um, it was announced earlier that Gotham will be returning for a fifth and final season. <laughs> how did this not end sooner? <laughs> I know. You know how it ended sooner? People watched it. That's why. Stop. Stop it, all of you. Stop that. People who don't read comics watched it. Oh, man. Um, and they've said that Batman will appear on the show, that they're going to put the kid in the suit. They're not putting the kid in the suit. I'm going to I'm gonna say it right now. They're not putting the kid in the suit. Do you know why? Why? The same reason they're not calling that whatever. I, 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 I keep tabs on like yeah, yeah. the big generalities. I have no idea what happens week to week, but like I see headlines and articles yeah. and stuff. And, oh, okay, let me see what that is. The same reason why they've been... Uh, uh, I almost... I almost... I almost Broke broke the family friendly rule here. The same reason why they've been um, um, dragging out—that's a better term for it—this whole Joker thing on that show for the yeah. last five years, and they but they won't commit to it. Yeah, you know why? Dude, but do you want to know the real reason why? Enlighten me. The movie division won't allow Batman, the Joker, Superman on television. They got Superman for like that one episode of Supergirl. Remember that when they they had that They've guy had, with the weird suit? Been on for a couple times. All right, he was. You're good. lucky to get that because and 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 the only reason you got that is because Superman ain't Batman. They they have this whole like you can't play with our toys thing going on over there. Yeah, that's a problem. So don't count on Batman proper showing up on that show. Maybe a cameo. May, maybe in the last ep- the last shot of the last episode, you might get the profile. And and maybe if yeah. they're if they're if they're feeling real charitable, and I mean like real charitable, you'll get the the Danny Elfman like swell face shot. Maybe and they'll give you the Danny Elfman score for a for a second, and then credits, and then see you later. That that was the the biggest jip of the ending of Smallville when he does the shirt tear and then he does that's the it. shirt and then that's it. Yep, like that's what I mean. That's and oh. they yeah, he earned the right to be in the suit. And he got to wear the shirt for all of three seconds. And he was a good Superman, too. So anyway, um, fifth and final season. Yeah. Well, let's see how they screw this up. It's it's so crazy to look, because, like, you know, the CW shows are just amazing. I've said before, I'll say it again. DC is doing on television what Marvel is doing in the theaters. We can't use characters XYZ. Okay, fine. Here's King Shark. And guess what? <laughs> You're going to love him. Okay. And it's just, it's, I, I don't, I don't get why they can't. Because they're ashamed of the material. So that's why they try to change everything in the movies to make it a certain way. And the TV guys just kind of go like, well, let's okay. just, let's just steer into the weird. You guys do you. Yeah. We're going to do us. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. That seems to be the way it goes. Um, I don't get it, but hey, Whatever. I mean, again, um, going back to whole things we never thought we'd seen. We got Jay Garrick Flash. Yeah, and it's John Wesley Ship. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I don't even watch that show, but I still think that's like the most inspired bit of casting ever. Yeah. Um. So will Jim Gordon finally get a mustache in that show by the end of this? I mean, that was the first warning flag. I think when they first announced this show, like, "Oh, Gotham's going to be a show." Here's a picture of Jim Gordon, and it's this like clean cut guy. I was just yeah. like. Yeah, what are you, what what are we doing here? No stash, no Gordon. I'm you know, done. You know what's funny is like his because again I had to watch. I think it's the first or second season. 
Isn't his character like two? wildly out of like everyone else on that show? He started out really good. Okay. Originally, the things that worked on the show were Gotham City. Even though they filmed in New York, they made it look like not New York. Okay. Um, Gotham City, Jim Gordon, Harvey Bullock, and the Penguin. That all sounds all good. But then over time, like as I watch episodes, I'm like, why is Gordon doing the Batman voice? Why is he doing like the gruff? Wow. We got to clean up the city. Oh, boy. Like, yeah, no. No, thanks. And Will Smith's, Will Smith's wife is running around. and Yeah. What, what's, what's going on here? What are, yeah. we, what are we doing? Didn't I mean, Poison Ivy age like 10 years over the course of a summer or something like that? I, I think, but that's like long after I stopped okay. watching it. I think that, that's a thing that happened. It, the one th- it's funny because, it, like I've said this to you in the past, the one thing they always seem to get right, like dead right, is the look of the villains. Mr. Freeze, Mad Hatter, you know, Rachel Ghoul. Um, I still want my fat guy penguin, but whatever. So he lost weight. Not- <laughs> <laughs> or he puts it on later in life. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what we did. Yeah. Um, I will say like the, the whole Joker thing is, is terrible. But the one thing I do like about their Joker, again, physical appearance, they gave him the classic hat. I like the hat. Yeah. Um, whatever. I, so, I, 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 yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. Five, five seasons. It's five seasons too many. <laughs> All right. Four seasons too many. Yeah. You could have that one. The one that convinced everyone that the show was just terrible. <laughs> Y'all should have checked out. Like I said, like Newsweek. So we got okay. Go we, hey, we, we talked about Gotham. Yay. Yay. Okay. So ex- last news story, extremely show relevant. Mm. It was just reported. Some set photos from Daredevil season three mm. have leaked showing Matt in the classic black suit from season classic? one. Classic black? It's classic. Is it? It's, 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 it's the season one black. It's the non-suit suit. I'm thinking the black suit overall, like from the season one and from the comics classic ish all right, all right. classic to me is the red but you know whatever it's okay i, well, I know i know classic what you mean. is the yellow and brown well <laughs> i don't know how classic it is i know it's i know what i know it's the first one but i wouldn't call it a classic <laughs> anyway yeah the, the the black um the black outfit with the bandana face and all that business yeah, and um, we were uh we were talking about this before we start recording we have a couple theories one um flashback could be a flashback easily, but thematically it could also be, I mean, Matt, uh, in the comics anyway, if they're basing this on the born again storyline, yep. um, in that storyline, Dare, uh, Daredevil's life is completely torn apart yeah. and he has to rebuild from basically square one, his entire identity, his entire practice, everything. He has to start from the bottom, literally. Yeah. So this could be that in the show yep. form. The suit might be lost somewhere or he can't get to it, so they might be filming some stuff where he has to go old school. So we'll see. But so, yeah. that's interesting. It feels like it's been a long time. It really since does. Daredevil season two. You know it's how been, I know it it's was? Been two years. It has been two years because I because, was at a different job. <laughs> and I and we, well, I remember I watched episode one and two of Daredevil season two in Julie's hospital room after she had just given That's birth. right. So it like launched that week that William was born. I remember that now. Um, man, it, but it seems like longer than that. Well, it's because we've had all these other shows to kind of supplement and it feels like, wow, I've got, I've watched, you know, all these other Defender shows in the interim. 
where the where's Daredevil? Like, is he is he coming back? Come Matt. back, Matt. You coming back, buddy? We miss you. Yeah, we got we got to say hi in, in Defenders, and that was great. Now, but we miss you. I I wonder. Um, kind of did this whole podcast for you, buddy. We yeah. need you to come back. That's okay. We we got lots to talk about. I wonder um, if this will be the last season. I wonder if they might. I don't know why. I just get this kind of feeling like this Netflix Disney deal is like. I hope not, because then we got to rebrand. I we can always be the devils. Do it's okay. Hard on the sleeve, Carl. We'll find stuff to talk about. It's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just I feel like I don't know the, the I don't know the uh, the particulars of the deal though. If it was a limit, like can they just keep making the shows as long as they want? They have said I've seen them say numerous times that the Netflix shows are going to stay on Netflix because again. Films are for the family. Netflix shows are for the adults. Sure, yeah, so kind of. Maybe they don't want that. Maybe they want to keep the streaming service kind of family friendly. That would make sense. Um, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't want it to be the end. It just, I just wonder where they're going to go with it. How long can they keep they, rolling? None of the shows feel like. They could go on for eight or nine seasons. No. They they all seem like there's a finite life to these things. They, definitely. And I think Daredevil more than any of them, especially yeah. given the arcs that they're kind of... Considering all the things that, they've, that they're throwing at Daredevil um, in two seasons, Kingpin, uh, the, hand. the Hand, Elektra, like you've, you've kind of tackled most of the big stuff here. Yeah. So, um, Sans bullseye. Well, that's the big X factor, man. That's if if he doesn't show up in season three, number one, I'm going to be disappointed. But number two, I might be hopeful because that might mean they're going to save him as to be like a big deal in a new season four. Yeah, potentially. But will he have a costume? Is the question. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, give him, give him the suit. I I know you know the Marvel. See the, the those DC shows. They are you know Robin has that legit outfit. Yeah, that, in the stills that we've seen. Hawk and Dove. Marvel. Hawk and right, right. Dove. Mar- Marvel. Marvel likes to kind of. They don't like to steer too hard into the costume yeah. aspect of all these things. Looking at you, Hawkeye. But you know, come on, Marvel. Let's just. We're, Look, you, you, look, look at you, Hawkeye. Look at you, Iron Fist. Well, yeah, nothing at all. Jeez. Not even a tracksuit. I would take the tracksuit. Can't even get that. Can't yeah. even get the tracksuit. They're cheap. <laughs> get that off the rack at the sporting goods store. <laughs> you couldn't even get that. Just go to Dick's. Just go to, the, just go to the sporting goods store. No. No, no. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Okay. Um, yeah, Marvel, come on, man. You got, you got all this goodwill with your fans. Yeah. Guess what your fans like? They like seeing the costumes. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you got to say, this is the world we live in. These are the rules of the world. And Right. Like, I'll tell you right now. When they, when they do, when, I'm, I'm going to say when, not if, when they get the X-Men back, I want outfits. Like, yeah. I don't want an explanation. They just show up on the scene. They're in costumes. Wolverine specifically. Yep. I, I want costumed Wolverine with the mask mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. stuff. 
and you don't got to explain it. You don't have to justify it. It's just there, and you're, yep. that's all you got to do. The people will accept it immediately. So, anyway. Orange and brown Wolverine, though. Sure, not, whatever. I don't not care. Not yellow and blue. I don't care. Either one. I'm fine. Just, as long as you get that mask right, I'm, I'm golden. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so Bullseye. Give, give, give him a mask. Give, give Bullseye the mask. At, at the very least, the mask. Or your Mysterio in there. <laughs> well... <laughs> No, we might be pushing. That. We might be pushing yeah. credulity there. Then and, again, and budget. Then again, on TV, yeah. Spider-Man: Homecoming. I oh god, they could do it there. They could. If, they could definitely make they that work. Mysterio. And and if they if they did if they did Mysterio in a movie, I would. So many sins of Spider-Man would be forgiven. <laughs> I wouldn't well, care about Flash Thompson or the whole Spider-Man driving a car thing. Or Seeing as they they don't seem to be keen on showing you things that you've seen before in Spider-Man movies, you might get Mysterio. Oh, Mysterio. My second I, favorite Spider-Man villain. They don't seem to be in a hurry to dip back into that goblin well. They they seem to be that's forcing ahead. That they shouldn't. Yeah. They should keep keep the goblin on the shelf. For a little while. Some things are kind of inevitable, like at some point. Yeah, well, yeah. You can dip into that Doc Ockwell again, though. You could. All-time favorite Spider-Man villain. He certainly is visual. And we have seen kind of a precedent for the arms in the Iron Spider suit. So you have a you have a built-in yep. uh, Stark-esque origin for it, should they choose to do that. Yep. So, anyway... Yeah, maybe. All right. Season three. Daredevil. Dr. Octopus. No. <laughs> We're all over the map here. So many places. All right. Well, Drew, it's been it's been a hot minute since we've uh we've had to rustle some papers, but as we said last week, we are going headlong into Jessica Jones season two. So that being said, Drew, let us rustle some papers. All right, Drew. Now I have uh, I watched season two when it uh, came out a couple months back. Actually, yeah, two months back came out in March. Uh, so this is a second go around for me. Um, okay. Not unlike the Punisher and Defenders, this is a no. Punisher was your second go around. Defenders yes. was your first go around. Correct. So, like Defenders, this is your first go around of this. Yes, sir. So, episode one, start at the beginning. Um, was good. <laughs> That's my professional opinion. Um, uh, I actually thought it was <laughs> fly ball caught caught <laughs> better than I was uh, anticipating. I I'll be honest, I haven't really been in a hurry to get to this. Just didn't really capture as much of my imagination. I mean, the early reviews were kind of mixed on it that i've heard that it's kind of a slog to get through this show i don't i don't feel it is if you go in with the right concept of what the show is in which it's a detective story okay and it's paced accordingly all right um there are some slowdown points but they're not as egregious as at least i from my first time through i remember them not being egregious as past uh netflix marvel shows okay because that was my big gripe yeah. with the first season of jessica jones was it there were points where it just was too slow it dragged out too long yeah don't 
Yeah, yeah just don't go expecting like a superhero. No, I wouldn't. Up. I wouldn't necessarily a, think that about this character. Yeah, it's it's a noir detective story. Okay, well, I can get behind with that. superpowers. I can get into that if it holds my attention, and yep. thus far, it does. Yes. So, first episode, uh, yeah, better than I anticipated. Um, lots of intrigue, interesting uh, character developments, and a lot of they they kind of set the thematic stuff up. Uh, well, there's a lot of thematic stuff uh, in play up front. Yeah. So what and, I mean by that is you've kind of got Jess, who is kind of famous now, kind of. Kind of. She's gone back to what she knows. Yeah. Being a PI. But people kind of know about her now. Yeah. And they... Not only that, know about her, know what she did to Kilgrave. Right. Right. Which gets kind of tossed in her face a few times in this in this episode. But she's also kind of running from her past a bit. She, she, she wants to bury it, and she yeah. just wants to go forward. But then you've got, like, Patsy, uh, Trish. Uh, Trish. Like Patsy, Trish, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's kind of... Um, she, she wants to she, find out. She wants to bury the past, too, in a way, and she wants to forge ahead. They, so they, they both do in different ways. Yeah. So, like, Trish's past is funny because she was, like, this child star, which we get to see a glimpse of how that benefits her in certain ways, but yeah. also embarrasses her in others. Uh, but she now and she has, she turned that into a talk radio career, but it was you know kind of I don't want to call it fluff pieces, but you know celebrity gossip seems to be the train that her producer wants her to take. She wants to get into actual news. She wants journalism. Be, yeah, she's a legitimate reporter at heart. Right. So she wants to go that direction, but she's kind of being told to stick to what she knows and kind of go in this other direction. Yeah. And so she has that kind of setup going on. Jess. Wants to forget about her parents. She wants to forget about her her, her accident. She wants yeah. to kind of throw all that shit away. And I think they both want closure. Jess wants closure by ignorance, and Trish wants closure by confrontation. Yes, good good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jess is kind of a a, a hot mess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she she still is. It's like she learned um, nothing from the Defenders. <laughs> well, she didn't... There was... I mean... I don't think it's not to say she didn't learn anything. I think it's... It takes a lot for a character like Jess to make like significant life changes. And I don't think, like... Matt's sacrifice, finger air quotes, yeah. in Defenders... Maybe got her to rethink some things, but ultimately her path is kind of still the same. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but as we can see when the episode opens, she is back to what she knows, which is snooping on cheaters and whatnot. Mm -hmm. and getting paid in pizza. Paid in pizza only because um, the woman uh, was going to pay her, but then says, hey, wait, what if you kill the guy for me? Yeah. And just kind of doesn't take kindly to that because that's not what she does. Yeah. And this is the first instance of what happened with Kilgrave getting thrown into her face. Yeah. About that. Yeah. So like, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll kill this guy in broad daylight or, or whatever, but yeah. you won't kill this guy for me. Like, I mean, kind of, kind of got a point. Yeah. I mean, it's. But to be fair, that woman has never 
she didn't walk through. She never experienced Kilgrave. Right. Yeah. She has not walked in Jessica's shoes. She has no idea what Jess was going through and why that had to be done. So, but still, point taken, you know, and I even just kind of mulls it over in the episode. I have killed. I am a killer. Yeah. Like, and you can, you can definitely see how staunchly opposed she is to doing it again. Yeah, there's a moment where she probably could have killed a certain someone. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Chang? This yeah. Is the guy who's trying to do a hostile takeover of, of her Price office. Chang. Yeah. Um, by the way, Chang, no one to stay down, buddy. <laughs> I think he was kind of playing a long game there. And well, he's lucky that she found her conscience quickly because uh, yeah. it was not going well for him. No. Um, and I don't think he really knew what she was capable of, to be honest with you. He keep when 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 she said that like you know she kind of what did he what did he, what did she say to him like well he, he he implies like my life's an open book and you know everything about me and I know everything about you and then she's you know I, I thought at that point he was gonna say like maybe something tied to her origin because we get those little digs in this yeah. episode but no he just get he had the superficial stuff like you know you drink and you know well, yada, no, yada. I think I think he knew about the powers. But it's one thing to know about powers; it's another thing to experience them. Yeah. Well, he got a firsthand, uh, yeah. firsthand glimpse. Got tossed around like a rag doll. Yes. Can we can we talk about the highlight of the episode? It the wizard. Be, it may be the deepest cut ever. Yeah, the wizard. The wizard shows up. Yeah. Now again, not the traditional. The wizard is a legitimate character in the comics. He's like from the kind of World War Two era speedster yeah and he actually if memory serves now that we were we're talking about it he did make an appearance in the spider-man animated series <laughs> really yeah yeah i I, but, uh, I i find it brave that they would put a character called the wizard in a child's cartoon <laughs> this um <laughs> this fulfills one of my all-time dreams drew uh, to see the wizard? <laughs> uh, uh, not just the wizard, but to see a fat man with super speed. Because <laughs> okay, that's okay. just, yes. Sure. Give us that. I like how they tease it, too. He, they, when he's introduced, it's kind of like, okay, psycho. Yeah, it's a, he's got the, ye- he's, you know, got a yellow hoodie on, throwback yeah. to the costume, he's saying wizard. Because it's in a montage, and you're not, you know, it's there for the, the deep cut Marvel fans. We'll get it. This is a deep, 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 deep. It's the. Deep I think cut. it's the deepest cut of anything that Marvel has done since two thousand eight. Quite possibly, film, quite film possibly. and television. Um, but turns out he does have powers. Yeah, he's fast. Yeah, and I like. I like how they the visual representation of his speed. He's not, not like bad. he's not like Flash fast. Um, he's just fast. Yeah, he's. He is powered fast. You can tell he's got powers and just like the whole scene is just kind of crazy. And then, you know, she chases him outside and he insists that someone's trying to kill him. Jess yes. doesn't believe him because she thinks that he's a psychopath because he yeah. is on some psychiatric medication. Heavy, heavy, medication. heavy medication. But um, spoilers. Someone was trying to kill him. Yep. And they do. Yes. By dropping a lot of construction stuff on him. No, he wasn't. He wasn't that, that. You know what I liked about him and his speed, actually. What? And they never show this in like the Flash or anything like that. At least not anything I've seen or any speedster like Quicksilver either. 
stuff gets in his way and he has to stop. Like he's running down the street really fast and then people are at the corner and he has to like, crap, I didn't think about them being there. And he, and he has to stop and like walk around and like, like he has to deal with obstacles in front of him. Whereas other yeah. speedsters in the film have kind of been like, there's a straightaway anywhere you got to go. <laughs> Don't worry about anything. Your path is clear. Well, they're also more experienced speedsters. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I thought it was clever. I yeah. thought it was kind of clever. Yeah, it was, it was like, really oh, that's, interesting. That's interesting. It's a fun little new take on this. Um, yeah, but just kind of jumping around here, we also see uh, the introduction of a new character in Oscar, the, the building's new superintendent. Yeah. And he's got a kid, and he meets Jessica in an interesting way because he's got he's moving in, and the refrigerator is blocking the stairs, and he's trying to, you know, move it by himself, and isn't quite having luck. And Jessica just picks it up and yeah. moves it. It's Kid- interesting how Jessica doesn't want people to know about her per se, but yet isn't afraid to. Well, when she gets annoyed, yeah, which in this case she was, she had yeah. somewhere to be, and there was a fridge in her way. That would kind of irk me too. And everyone was being like, you know, kind of slowpoke about moving it. And it's like, guys, hello, I'm right here. <laughs> All right, you know what? Right. Fine. Yeah. Here. Just, just get to move. Here. Yeah. Here. Yep. And we also get reacquainted with Malcolm. Yeah. He's doing very well. Doing very well. He's cleaned up. He is Jessica's assistant who gets fired numerous times. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps coming back. Um. So, yeah, a lot of the, we see a lot of the cast from season one. And Hogarth is back. Hogarth is back. Hogarth goes on an interesting journey in this season. It's something mm. I do. I don't want to spoil anything for you. I just kind of want to prepare you because I noticed, like a lot of things I was waiting for that didn't pan out, her story doesn't intersect with Jessica a lot. Okay. She kind of has her own story in this season. That's in, that's kind of weird, but okay. And I think it's it's a really interesting story. Um, it is. It does become kind of pertinent to the main plot, but not as big as last season. That's fair. So, yeah. Everyone, well, I guess when you get Carrie Ann Moss in your show, you gotta you gotta yeah, use her. <laughs> yeah, every and now that I'm thinking about that, like kind of Jess, Trish, Malcolm, Hogarth, all kind of get a very distinct story for themselves. Okay, Jess's, Trish's, and Malcolm's play into the larger story at hand, whereas Hogarth's kind of touches base with it every once in a while, but isn't a huge influence on it. Interesting. I'll so, yeah. I'll keep an eye out for that, but that's that's interesting because that seems like if it's not that important, why is it there? Which means maybe it'll pay off later down the road, next season, perhaps. I don't know. I I, I, I haven't watched this yet, so I have no idea. Yeah. but we'll see. Yep. Um, there's someone else running around, Carl. Yeah, there's a because Wizard was saying someone's trying a monster. to kill him, and said it was a monster. Now. Am I wrong, or did I... The monster, we glimpse briefly, maybe, in the end of the episode when Jess does end up finding uh, a secret lab, secret uh, place. IGH. She finds... She finds IGH, IGH yeah. The, uh, was it the... International in- Garment... Industrial and- Garments and Handling. Yes, that's right. Um, she finds the, the 
the lab, as it were, abandoned, of course, but evidence of like, you know, people being kept there and experiments being done. She's having flashbacks. she remembers, right, right. And we get that quick glimpse of like a monster of some type. A disfigured person. Yes, correct. So is that perhaps the monster that killed the wizard? I guess we'll find out. We will find out. Also, um, did I see Nuke for a for a hot second there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I'll say yes because they clearly show his face. Um, he was he moment. was spying on Trish. Yes. At the at the gala at the gala ball. Gala ball. And uh, apparently, um, um, her her boyfriend is he her boyfriend? Griff is he? A, yeah, they're, they're a thing. Okay, yeah. he's kind of a shallow jerk, a little bit nice guy, but kind of shallow. He kind because he kind of tells her, mm. if you want to be in news, then news news is your friend, not your I, friend. I, I and I thought that was kind of like, eh, dude, that's kind of that's kind of cynical. I, see, I didn't take it that way. I I, I think he's kind of setting parameters for their relationship. He's like, well, no, we, she, we are us. But work is work. Never the twain shall shall meet. Well, when 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 he she says to him like I don't want to hurt my friend, being Jess. Yeah, and he says like in this business, news is your friend. And I was like, well, gee, man, way to have morals about affecting well, the, people's lives with your job. I think if you're going to be a news reporter, like a legit news reporter, you're going to have to make some personal sacrifices. That's fine, but it was a little. It was a little. Little cynical, but that's okay. Um, he seems to be very scared of scared of her walking into a revolving door. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's what well, you do. You walk into it. I think it was m- not so much the revolving door as it was the the press outside. Okay, I, I guess I misread that scene, but it seemed like they had the sound of the door amplified, and he was like, "Hey, be careful!" It's like, dude, it's a door. Well, maybe like at the she, moment she was, I mean, I get what you're saying, but like maybe at the moment she was approaching it, one that the doors were coming, it was going to hit her. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe that was what they were going after. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. Like, dude, it's like, do, you, do you need, do you need help with yeah. this? It's, it's a, it's a revolving door. That kid is back on the escalator. <laughs> it's like crocodile Dundee with the revolving door. Wasn't he like scared to go into it? I don't I'm, I'm de- Oh, sorry. I'm deep cutting crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, uh, solid first episode of yeah. Jessica Jones. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That's really uh, that's really all I got. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of setup and whatnot. Um, just looking over my notes here. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, oh, Hogarth gets some clearly some bad news of the doctors yeah not, yeah it doesn't seem good i guess we'll see more about that yeah it's not what i thought it was going to be when i first watched it i mean the I obvious thought, implication to any doctor thing like that is like oh she has cancer yes yeah. so it's probably not that based on your what you're saying it's not that but it's not like something fantastical okay that's fair. it's something like still bad news bad but news it's something okay. like real okay cool all right um it's funny about the uh, that that crocodile Dundee deep cut. I don't know why my, my mind went there, but I think it's because I'm sort of in a um, nostalgic mode right now, Carl. Because I also watched, more importantly, I watched the first two episodes of Cobra Kai this week. Oh yeah, dude. yeah. Um, spoilers: We're changing the name of the show. We are, we are now the Cobra Kai <laughs> podcast. Cobra, we are now Cobra Kai Never Die. Yep. Yes, <laughs> dude. 
want to do a show. We're, we're, we're going to do an episode <laughs> on GoverCat because I'm, I'm all in on this. So you're telling me I have to get YouTube Red as well? You can get a free trial for free. You can get a four-month trial for free. Oh. So or I would tell you to do I could this. just come over. We could just binge it. Whatever. Okay. Either way. Um, <laughs> it's I'm, season two. I'm doing it because the first two episodes were made for me. <laughs> yep. This was like direct wow wow and i will simply point out that story-wise anyway we would not have cobra kai if not for iron eagle Ugh. yeah yeah that that uh yeah that, that aged about as well as the x-men animated series carl <laughs> no it aged much much better okay much much better. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right <laughs> anyway yeah. all right folks think that about does it for us here we appreciate you joining us again as always if you like you can send in uh questions comments to the show you can find us on twitter at devil's do pod you can go to facebook.com slash devil's do pod you can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website the devil's do podcast.com folks uh our 100th episode is rapidly approaching it's 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 It'll be here. It'll be soon. here during the summer. Um, stay tuned for some some fun stuff, or potentially nothing, because you know. Wow, that's a swear. That's a, that's a big. <laughs> wow. Hashtag show prep. That's wow. All right. <laughs> Look out, or don't, or don't. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. Or-